Hey everybody, episode four of Behind the Blucher is here. We've been busy over the past few weeks and the past few months with the holidays, schoolwork, and club activities, but we're happy to be back and happy to announce that you can expect more episodes of our show this semester. So Eli, great time to be a Pointer sports fan, isn't it? Oh yes, you gotta love how great all the teams are doing. Yeah, what a fantastic winter sports season this has been. All right, I guess let's kick things off. We're going to start off today's episode with a look back at results from basketball and wrestling over the past few weeks. The Pointers have been building up their impressive resumes, haven't they? Oh yes, they sure have. And after that, we'll update you on the conference standings and the rankings. Next, we're going to talk about how the Pointers are looking heading into playoff time. Stay tuned for more on that. And finally, we'll take a look at the themes as the season winds down. We hope you enjoy the show. Time to kick things off. You're listening to Behind the Blue Crew on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. All right, first, we are going to be taking a look uh, at some of the girls' results from this season. Eli, it's just been sheer dominance. Yeah, they haven't lost a game yet. I'd say that's pretty dominant. Yeah, and these girls uh, have not obviously lost, as I just said, and no other girls' team has done that before in a regular season. Remember back a couple episodes, we talked about uh, those state title teams, and even just like taking a look at that team, they started their season off 1-2, and two, just been so impressive with just a handful of games left that this team is in the position they are. Yeah, in the last couple games left, they've already beat by heavy double figures, so hopefully they'll finish it out undefeated. I mean, yeah, you look at uh, since the start of the new calendar year, some of those big wins taking down Cuba City 80 to 41, IG 76 to 17, Blackhawk 61 to 28, taking down Darlington by almost 20, Fenimore 64 to 25, and Boscobel 91 to 55. Really impressive showing from the girls. And now. Heading over to the boys, definitely a season that not a lot of people were expecting. It's also been pretty dominant for this team, too. Yeah, I think we've shocked a lot of people, and we're hoping to keep it going. Yeah, and the thing is with this team, you take a look especially uh, at those two huge back-to-back wins at Cuba and versus Darlington. Uh, the win versus Cuba only by two in the win over the Redbirds uh, by one in double overtime. Just the, the clutch factor that all the seniors have on this team has been insane and been huge in helping this team get to where they are now. Yeah, uh, the, just going back to the Cuba City game, we were down 19 at half, and we just rallied together as a team and came back and won a big one at Cuba. So I got a question for you, Eli. What was it like in the locker room at halftime? What, what was the message that's really uh, helped this team propel uh, to the win in that game and helped continue on that dominance now uh, on a huge win streak? You know, every, everybody at halftime of the Cuba City game was really silent. They were all just with their heads down, just thinking about what do we want to do with this season and how do we want to go out, as most of them are seniors, how do we want to go out our senior year? And I think really we just started worrying, stopped worrying about us or that, like each other and started worrying about just the team as a whole. And then that's what helped us come back. Yeah, definitely. You notice, uh, taking a look at the stats, how this boys team has really been working together all season long, and there has not really been one consistent 
star player on this team. You've seen big games from almost every player on this roster that gets sizable minutes, which is something you don't see very often when you've got a group of guys. But all these senior leaders have really stepped up into their positions as leaders of this team and known when it's their time to shine and when it's their time to let their other team shine. You know, Mr. Burrison got that new picture in his room. Oh, yeah, it's a great picture. If you haven't checked it out, you got to check it out. It's a great picture. All right. Uh, so now uh, just taking uh, a look at those uh, results and what's upcoming, just just a few games left in the season for these teams. How do you think the boys and girls are going to end off their seasons? Uh, so the girls, obviously, I think will get the one seed and they'll have to uh, face Aquinas, who's been a rival for them in the sectional semifinals. So that'll be a heck of a game for the girls. And then the boys are looking to win out and hopefully get the one seed as well. So it should be fun postseasons for both teams. Yeah, both teams ranked uh, in the state. Definitely make sure you uh, come down, support the boys and girls as they finish off the regular season. And as we head into the playoffs, the sky's the limit for both of these squads. Uh, next up, speaking of rankings, we want to take a look at where these teams are at first. Uh, we're going to take a look at standings. Um, and really a tale of two different swalls, I've noticed. Uh, looking at the boys... It's anyone's game still. I mean, we're heading into the final stretch, and any one of these teams could really come out and surprise. You know, there's starting to be a little more separation than there was in, say, mid-January, but still, especially right on the top end of the conference, teams are really close to each other. Yeah, I think Mineral Point and Cuba definitely have the upper hand, but Southwestern and Darlington, could, you never know what those two teams, they could win out and be co-conference champs with each other if they really wanted to, but definitely Mineral Point and Cuba are the two favorites right now. Yeah, definitely Point and Cuba in the driver's seat. Um, obviously, once Mineral Point has the opportunity to play that rescheduled game against Iowa Grant, they will uh, have that game that they are currently down on uh, when compared to Cuba. Uh, but, I mean, like you said, you see might now be just out of reach for Fenimore, uh, but Fenimore is still a really good basketball team. I mean, if you look at uh, how that contest went when the Golden Eagles came to town, and even Southwestern and Darlington, they had three losses, but still very much in play. Uh, they both have contests coming up against the Pointers before the season is over, and both had really good games against the Pointers the first time. Yeah, and I think we, we're talking a lot about the um, top of the conference, but the bottom of the conference has been surprising as well. I mean, Riverdale was just leading um, Southwestern at halftime by eight points, so just, just crazy because you never know what's going to happen in this wall every single year. Yeah, Riverdale, uh, Furtz, still looking for that first conference win of the season, but regardless, uh, they've been able to put up a fight, and even especially towards the start of that game, Iowa Grant looked like they had the spark, and they really wanted to stick with Mineral Point. Yeah, definitely. You can never fall asleep in any of the small conference games that you got. So then heading over to the girls' side, not as much to say. Um, there's just so much separation between all of these teams. Obviously, uh, near the bottom uh, with the losing records, you see Iowa Grant, Southwestern, Riverdale, and Fenimore. But at the top, you see Boscobel, Darlington, and Cuba, all teams that the girls beat handily, obviously with Mineral Point, atop the conference with a conference record of 10-0. and yeah, just I don't really think there's anybody close in this wall. I think Mineral Point's just way above every sing everybody else in the conference. I mean, yeah, it was just unheard of when the girls put up 91 on Basketball. Coach Keys leaving his starters in towards the end of the game, and it was just a flurry of three pointers from the guards and just sheer dominance inside the post. 
I mean, you can't really put in your bench players because they're going to do the exact same thing the starters got. I just think that um, speaks a lot about the girls' team and how well-balanced they are. Yeah, and they always bring hustle to the court uh, regardless of whoever they're playing. I mean, it doesn't matter if you're playing Aquinas or if you're playing Iowa Grant. This girls' team is going to play just as hard, and that's really, I think, been the difference this season is they know what they have to do to get back to where they want to get back to, and that's to take no days off and keep working hard every time they hit the court. All right, now taking a look uh, at the Wisconsin basketball's coaches poll. Uh, For the boys and girls, we see Mineral Point very highly ranked on both the girls' and the boys' side. First, we will take a look uh, at the boys' side. You see uh, in D4, Milwaukee Academy of Science up top the conference, or up top the rankings, rather. Cuba City of the Swall in third, their only loss of the season coming to the pointers. And Mineral Point sitting at seven, or at six, rather. They've moved up one spot from seven and Darlington recently has fallen out of the poll. And I believe that we should be moving up soon again because Ron Colley just had a bad loss, I believe. So hopefully we, we keep climbing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, another potential for a big win traveling to Fenimore. Uh, please be sure to stay tuned to MP Blue Crew Wake Up Mineral Point and all of your other sources to get the score of that game uh, after it concludes. But definitely more opportunities for Mineral Point to climb. Uh, and we've been telling everyone to make sure that they come out. We want to pack the gym um, on Thursday next week as the boys take on Cuba City. We want everybody that can possibly show up to come. It's going to be a really exciting game, and the boys have a huge opportunity. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we just want a great atmosphere, and if you could come out, that'd be amazing because we, we, we love all the support we get. All right, so heading over to the girls' side of things, obviously the big story is we see Mineral Point ranked higher than Aquinas. Yeah, I think Aquinas has had some tough teams, so I don't really want to put three losses by them. I believe they lost to Division One ranked uh, Germantown, who has a girl going to UConn. So I don't really want to put those three losses too high, but nonetheless, we will we'll take the number one spot. I mean, yeah, you kind of have to look at uh, the balancing act that the uh, individuals that are voting on how the teams are going to be placed in this poll have to weigh. You're looking at, all right, how much impact does strength of schedule have before you start to look at total losses? Because while Aquinas' strength of schedule might be higher than mineral points, they do have many more losses than the pointers. Yeah, and I think we got to look at um, Belleville, who's ranked eight, as the pointers just beat them by 20. So even though they're ranked eight, the pointers are ranked one, They, I feel like the pointers are way ahead than a lot of these teams on the list. Yeah, those two teams definitely at the top. Uh, Mineral Point uh, as well definitely does not have a bad strength of schedule. They have blown out teams uh, that have not has av- as good of records, but they have also respectively blown out those teams that have had insanely good records. All right, uh, next on the show, we are going to uh, take a look at uh, some playoff potential and how the pointers are going to look heading into the postseason. You're listening to Behind the Blue Crew. Stay with us. All right, next up on Behind the Blue Crew, we want to take a look at what's coming up here in the playoffs. So first, we're going to start off with the boys and, you know, looking like they have a potential for a really high seed come that seeding meeting in just a couple weeks. Yeah, and one of the tough, tough games right out of the gates in regionals is going to be against Cuba City. I mean, if we beat them in the regular season, tend off, it's going to be tough to beat a team three times in one year. 
Yeah, that's definitely a point you have to bring up. I mean, uh, Cuba City and Mineral Point definitely getting to know each other's coaching styles and uh, all of the different players' playing styles. So it's going to be interesting uh, heading into this game next week and then also heading into the playoffs, uh, how these teams are going to keep making small adjustments and uh, working to ultimately top the other team come playoff time. But it looks like there's a pretty good chance that there's quite a few small players uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think um, so. Whoever comes out of this semifinal will play either Darlington or Belleville. At least my prediction from the other side, and then the winner of that will go to state. So I think it's really wide open. If the pointers want to go get it, I think they can. Yeah, definitely. Uh, looking at the rankings, where the teams that they have been able to beat uh, have been placed, the pointers definitely have the ability to take down uh, an opponent at every level. It's just going to be almost trying to. Uh, make sure that they give it their all during the playoffs which they always seem to do so definitely the sky's the limit for this boys team and now taking a look at the girls side question is now is mineral point going to get the one seat over aquinas i believe so just because the um coaches rankings really helped with them with the one seed and i don't i don't see them losing if they lose you can blame it on me but i don't see them losing the rest of the regular season and but obviously the aquinas and point have been preparing for each other all year i that they all kind of knew this was going to be the matchup. So both teams get there. It's going to be a packed game, I'll just say that. Yeah, it's going to be absolutely crazy. Uh, in the month of March, a lot of fun stuff coming up for the uh, girls and boys squads, respectively. All right, taking a look at the upcoming themes before the season winds down, uh, I think we got some pretty good themes. We're taking the best of the best from this season, doing them one last time. Oh yes, one of the best, or most fun I should say, is gonna be the Blackout versus Cuba City at home. I guarantee the student section's gonna be all black. Yeah, it's gonna be really fun. You know, especially looking at that Darlington Point games atmosphere, how loud both sides are gonna be. No one's gonna be able to tell what can happen. Uh, and on February 7th, as the boys travel to Iowa Grant for that makeup game, the theme will be Hawaiian, and the following day, uh, the girls' theme will be tie-dye at Riverdale. Uh, interestingly enough, the girls are going to be taking on Cuba City in point just one day after the boys. Yeah, the theme for that is going to be whiteout. And then the boys, as the boys travel to Darlington on February 15th, it'll be Jersey night. Yeah, one interesting thing is how the boys are uh, had to face Cuba and Darlington back-to-back, -back, not once, but twice this season uh, in the schedule. Very tough to do back-to-back, -back. Um, but uh, Jersey night going to be a really fun theme for everyone traveling to Darlington on the 15th. Following that, when the girls host Iowa Grant, the theme is going to be Pointer Spirit on the 17th, and as the boys host Basketball on the 18th, the theme career night. And Eli, how are we ending off this year's uh, regular season in terms of themes? And as the boys uh, got, travel to Southwestern on the 24th, it's going to be a grout theme. Yeah, haven't had that one yet this year. Uh, going to be pretty fun. So uh, please let us know if you have any ideas for uh, themes heading into the playoffs. Um, only a couple opportunities for game at MPHS. We want to make sure everyone dresses up, gets uh, gets loud, gets excited, and comes out to cheer on the boys and girls as they're uh, looking to make it very deep into the playoffs and hoping to head to state and take home some hardware. All right, thank you for listening to today's episode of Behind the Blue Crew. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon with episode five for now. I'm Matthew Gunnan. I'm Eli Lindsay.
and we're out. Thanks for listening to today's show. Behind the Blue Crew is recorded by Matthew Gannon and Eli Lindsay and edited by Matthew Gannon. And thank you for listening to today's show. We'll be back soon with the next episode. This is Behind the Blue Crew on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Uh-huh.